BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. You had one job, make a tackle at the end of the game. You go to Philadelphia, and instead the choking dog safety of the Orleans Saints ends up playing ping pong. I don't know what the hell he was doing at the end of the game there, but an embarrassment. The Vikings now, the favorite to go to the Super Bowl. They are favorite in Philadelphia. We will discuss the wacky weekend that was in the National. Football League. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. I would assume that you had a a decent weekend. You're alive. You made it through. I guess it's a holiday weekend. It's Martin Luther King Day, so um, not everyone will be working. Does that mean we'll have more people listening or less people listening? 
Does that mean the people that can stay up really, really late that normally can't stay up late are listening live? Or does that mean the people that normally work aren't working, and so then we're just talking to each other? Live, I guess we'll find out. This is not our first rodeo here with this, but the the game of the weekend, the final game of the weekend was the game. Uh, Minnesota is now one win away from a trip to the Super Bowl. The de facto NFC title game looked like a dud at halftime. 17-0 domination situation for the Vikings in the first half. And then after blowing that 17-point halftime lead, you know what happened. The Vikings end up coming back, and it was the play of the day. And I don't normally play play play-by-play highlights. As I say, play as many times as I can, but – uh, there are exceptions to every rule, and the end, what turned out to be the end of the Saints-Vikings game, that is an exception to the rule. Here's how it sounded. Case on a deep drop, steps up in the pocket. He'll fire to the right side, caught by Diggs. Stay oh, my God, oh, my God. Half 30, no, 10, touchdown. Are you kidding me? It's a Minneapolis miracle. on Diggs and the Minnesota Vikings have lost the New Orleans Saints. It's a 61-yard Minneapolis miracle. All right, that's Paul Allen on on the fan. Our home in Minnesota. They carry our show, so we uh, we're excited about that. Excited about that, and we're very happy for the Vikings. Uh, they trailed by one. You heard the highlight there. Trailed by one with 10 seconds left, out of timeouts. That's a key part of the story. And the 61-yard pass play from Keenum to Stephon Diggs. Game. Winners, the first ever regulation walk-off touchdown in the fourth quarter of a postseason game. They've been overtime walk-off touchdowns, but first time it's ever happened in regulation. Pretty hard to do in regulation. You get walk-off field goals and all that, but this was the first walk-off touchdown. You win. You go home. Uh, that is it. So let's talk about this. Now, Minnesota moves on. They'll play the Eagles in Philly. The Vikings opened up a road favorite. And the winner of that game will go to Super Bowl 52. And it certainly would appear that the Vikings are the better team. Whether they actually win that game or not, we can hold other people responsible for that. But uh, let's focus in on what happened on Sunday. Let's, uh, rather than getting – we have all week to look at Nick Foles. Boy, Nick Foles versus Case Keenum. Uh, you're welcome. NFL, the L.A. Rams. Quarterback you, Los Angeles Rams. All they do is give out quarterbacks – one of their backup quarterbacks will be in the Super Bowl this year, and uh, more on that later. More on that later. But uh, let's get back to the play. Let's get back to the play of the weekend, the play of the year. Sorry, being called. And why not? Uh, in the NFL, final touchdown pass. Now, here's the question, and I want, I want to get into this. Was that final play more about Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs connecting on a thing of beauty, just art, absolute art. Touchdown, right? Beautiful. Be replayed. So 30 years from now, they'll bring Case Keenum and Stephon Diggs back if the Vikings win the Super Bowl, uh, and they'll celebrate these guys. Or was this more about Marcus Williams, the safety of New Orleans, who made it all possible? Now, I'm going to help you out on this. This was an absolute embarrassment for Marcus Williams. Uh, this is 90%, 90% of him. I could go even higher if you want. I'm going to say it 90. I'm going to say it 90%. But this was misconduct, is what it was. It was football misconduct 
by Marcus Williams. And my perspective on this, you got the Keystone Cops Demolition Derby, and as a result of all of this, the trust fund baby, if you will. And I'll link all these things together. Okay, but, but hey, Marcus Williams, the rookie who's no longer a rookie, he's played the entire year, but the, the defensive player for the Saints, by all accounts, had a good year. Do I watch every Saints game? No. Do I break down and grade the secondary? No, and neither do you. But everyone's saying he played very well uh, this year, and it was, by all accounts, had a solid season in New Orleans. But it is more likely than not that this will be, when, when someday when his career is over, this will be the first sentence of his career. <laughs> that Marcus Williams, the guy that didn't make the play at the end of a divisional playoff game, cost the Saints a trip potentially to the Super Bowl, or at least the championship game of the NFC. It's going to be pretty difficult. You have to make a lot of tackles and a lot of amazing plays to overcome this. And the Saints were nursing a one-point lead with 10 seconds goes a 24-23 game. You saw it. It was on Fox, right? There, there's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman doing their thing. The Vikings had the ball third and 10 on their own 39-yard line. Now, the way the play – here's how I break it. Keenum tossed a pass to Stephon Diggs fine. Diggs caught the ball at about, about the Saints' 34-yard line. And that is when all hell broke loose because Williams botched the play. And I've I've seen and heard some things we'll talk more about as we go through the overnight here, but people trying to say, oh, no, it's not his it's not his fault. He would have gotten a penalty. Um uh, it's just patently it's just completely wrong. He screwed up the play. It's his misconduct here. He, he, blameworthiness is a real thing and he deserves the blame. Uh he absolutely does. Uh because you can either go for the hit, which you try to decapitate Stefan Diggs, which appears that's what he was trying to do. Or you can try to make the tackle. Now, the play that needed to be made, and I know hindsight being 20-20 and all that, the play that needed to be made was to make the tackle. He didn't do that. He ducked his head down, and much like Charlie Brown back in the uh, the old uh, Snoopy cartoon back in the day, the Peanuts there, he missed. Uh, he absolutely missed there. A swing, bada, swing, bada, and a miss, right? Now, the, the pass interference thing, he might have been worried about that, but he whiffed. You got to make the tackle. If he makes the tackle, game is over. The game is over. The 10 seconds, Vikings have no timeouts. Uh, here is Marcus Williams, who I believe will take the hit that he uh, effed up. At that point, you know, I just got to make the tackle when he comes down. You know, it's just those little things that you that you see and That's you got to make sure you you do all that you can to get them down regardless there's only 10 seconds left I knew the situation uh, you got to make sure you you got to make sure you make the play yeah that's not a little thing that's a big thing that's I'm pointing my finger I'm on the radio pointing my finger I'm pointing my finger at Marcus Williams I'm pointing my finger at him uh, yeah that's not a little thing that's a big thing and uh these uh, these People running around. No, 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 don't blame him. The Saints didn't lose that game because of Marcus Williams. Really? 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 Not only did he miss the tackle, now he missed the tackle. Uh, then, to add insult to injury, so he misses Stephon Diggs, and then, like, demolition derby, he takes out the only other guy in the field that could have made a tackle. 
The only other guy there it was in striking distance for the Saints, Ken Crawley, the defensive back. So he thus, uh, Diggs, goes untouched to the end zone for the Vikings. Untouched because of Williams taking out his own teammate, the only guy that was within 20 yards. 20 yards of Diggs. Now, part B of this, Case Keenum, we know how this goes. I mean, we've seen this in other scenarios in different cities. You know, Case Keenum uh, not going to have to buy a meal anywhere in, in the Twin Cities, right? He's the conquering hero. But you got to keep things real. Again, game time situation, time situation of the game. The Vikings were out of timeouts. If Marcus Williams had done his job and tackled Diggs and, and – Kept him in bounds. Even if he doesn't kick him in bounds. You know the history of Viking kickers in the playoffs? You certainly take your chance on that rather than Diggs doing the you know the happy dance into the end zone there. The, cl- the clock was going to run out. The clock would have run out. Minnesota would have uh, – they, they would not have even gotten another playoff. They were out of timeouts. If Diggs had stayed in bounds, game is over. We're having a totally different conversation right now. Uh, we're wondering, you know, is Case Keenum going to go somewhere else and play? And, you know, w- w- what was wrong with the Vikings in the second half? We're critiquing Mike Zimmer and all that. The the clear benefactor here is obviously Case Keenum. Clearly the benefactor. When the legend becomes the fact, we often talk about this, you go with the legend. And the legend will show years from now that Case Keenum was Captain Clutch. He was the hero. He made the big play, and Stephon Diggs then picked the pass off the uh, air and then ran into the end zone. Marcus Williams, his misconduct, his wrongdoing there on that particular play, outside of the diehard Saints fan that's eating gumbo and hanging out in the bayou, eh, it'll be likely forgotten. It'll be forgotten. It's a big screw-up, and he should wear the dunce cap, but the, the legend over time will show Case Keenum making the play to Stephon Diggs and Marcus Williams will fade, will likely fade away. Now, the final thing on this, will Keenum be celebrated all week? I think we know the answer is yes. Uh, the The other issue is do you trust him? Do you trust that he won't have one of those hiccups where you know every so often he just it's like he's got Tourette's or something. He throws a pass he should not throw, and it's like, wait a minute, what's going on? Give him some medication or something like that. Uh, he was held down, Case Keenum. The Vikings had the lead in this game, that's true, but – Case Keenum was held back for much of this particular game. He he also had that interception in the third quarter on a very questionable, not even questionable. It was just a bad play. It was unacceptable. So, and they faced some pressure, and he threw us a wounded duck. It looked like Peyton Manning, the end of his career. So to sum it up, in this game, Case Keenum, because – Another guy on the other team effed up, screwed up royally. Case Keenum is like the trust fund baby. He didn't really deserve to get all the glory, right? He threw even he was shocked after the game. He couldn't believe uh, the results. Uh, here's uh, Keenum on the final, the final play. <laughs> I can't even explain it, man. I mean, we were definitely in desperation mode. Decided to give my guy a chance, and Diggs made a heck of a play. Made a lot of plays today. Uh, you got to give our guys credit, man. We fought to the very end, and uh, that's special, man. That's that's one of the most special, special times of my life. Well, yeah, but th- did Diggs really make a special play? I mean, I, granted, he didn't trip, and he could have tripped on the way to the end zone. That would have been an outrageous outcome. But again, the lion's share is on the 
the safety of the Saints, Marcus Williams, who not only didn't make the play, he totally botched it, and then he takes out Ken Crawley, his teammate, meaning it was essentially like a, a summer practice where you're, you know, in high school you're doing seven on seven, you're going against air. Uh, at, you know, you go through the second, there's no one there. There's no one there. You're just you against the air. The wind can knock you down if you're defined. It was in a dome. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I cannot overlook the early game on Sunday because this was not supposed to happen. If you had said before the season that Jacksonville would have won eight games, if you had said, you know what, I'm going to call the radio show, Jacksonville's going to win eight games, we would have said, you know what, you are optimist. You're an optimist. That's what you are. You're going to win eight games this year. Man, that's that's something. If you had claimed by calling this radio show that Jacksonville was going to the playoffs, we would have laughed at you. Uh, playoffs? Yes, we would have laughed at you and mocked you on the Ben Mather show. If you had declared that the Jags would win a playoff game and then win another playoff game and appear in championship weekend, we would have said, hold on a sec, let's trace this call and get this person a straight jacket. That's what we would have done here. Right to the loony bin, right there. And here we are, together, and Jacksonville has done all of that. They have done all of that. Pittsburgh won the stat sheet. Congratulations on that. The Jags won the game. And we have plenty of time to break down the AFC title game between New England and Jacksonville, and I will be doing double duty on that this week because I'll be doing some stuff uh, in Boston on the radio. So I sure, I'm sure I will have, uh, I will be worn out on talking about that particular game. So rather than focusing on that, let's look back at the Pittsburgh Jacksonville game. And I'm so proud. I was on Facebook a little bit this weekend on the Facebook the show page, just doing some stuff on there on Saturday. And I'm so proud uh, that you listening, you know exactly where. You, I'm too predictable. I've become too predictable. You know exactly my thoughts on this, that the better stories in the losing locker room, which happens to be the Steelers' locker room. So let's talk about it. Mike Tomlin was a trending topic for much of the much of the day on Sunday, and it was because of the rage directed his way for his coaching missteps here. Now, there are some people in the media and many fans very emotional reacting saying that Mike Tomlin should be fired fire his ass you're fired as coach in Pittsburgh so since I am an odds maker and I like to set the odds a bookmaker on the radio here's the question okay and you can help us out on this what are the chances that Mike Tomlin is whacked as coach of the Steelers now, I'm going to set the odds at 5%. I think I'm going high on this. I think I'm going I'm going 5%. That's pretty high. Pretty, pretty high. Now, now my thoughts are you've got sloppiness, zero confidence, a lack of faith, and alterations. You got all that. And I will tie these things together for you. Now, number one, if you did not watch the game, can't really blame you. Should have been a blowout. That's what many people said. But if you didn't see the game, you would have thought, you would have thought just by looking at the stat sheet, my God, the Steelers, how did they lose this game? 
the Pittsburgh had 167 more yards of offense. Ben Roethlisberger put up the kind of stat line, if you play daily fantasy sports, you would have an orgasm. He had 469 yards passing and five touchdowns. Ben <sighs> Roethlisberger. All right, that is orgasmic. That stat line, when you look at those numbers there, my goodness. Now, Blake Bortles only had 214 passing yards, which is like three times what he had against Buffalo. But he only had a touchdown. Pittsburgh ran 17 more plays. They had six more first downs. They were three for three in the red zone. The problem is the way they got those yards. They fell behind biblically. In this game, Jacksonville jumped out to a 21-0 lead. You saw it if you watched the game. You know what I'm talking about here. It was 28-7. And how did they do it? They took advantage of sloppiness, Steelers sloppiness. couple of turnovers, the fumble, the interception. Jacksonville played a clean game. They played a clean game. Pittsburgh didn't. They had no turnovers. Jacksonville was able to run the ball. They controlled the ball at the line of scrimmage. They were able to control the ball. Leonard Fournette. Went over 100 yards. He had three touchdowns. He got a, a special teams or a defensive touchdown, rather, Telvin Smith, the 50-yard fumble scoop and run for the touchdown. But it, the, the thing that keeps blowing my mind here, Blake Bortles didn't turn the ball over. He didn't turn it over. He didn't, Blake Bortles played a game against Pittsburgh. Didn't turn the ball over. Now, number two here, you've got Mike Tomlin, who has to own it, much like our friend Marcus Williams of the Saints has to own. He did, although there's a bunch of people running around saying, oh, no, it's not his fault. Shut up. You're morons. Mike Tomlin also has to own it, right? He has to own it as well. He made several really, really poor choices. They certainly turned out poor in the result. We judge you on the result. We don't judge you on just the decision. Uh, Mike Tomlin, though, you have just lost to Jacksonville twice in the calendar year. Twice in an NFL season, we call that the calendar year. You've just lost to Jacksonville twice, Mike Tomlin. Where are you going to go? You know, I'm a competitor. We're in a competitor's business. Uh, I wouldn't say it's shock. I wouldn't say it's hurt either. It's unfortunate we didn't get the job done. So you can characterize it however you want. Um, we understand the business we're in. We embrace it. Uh, we live for it. Um, but we didn't get it done. And you died for it. Uh, so, listen, Tomlin, you got to own it. Tomlin will take the hit. Todd Haley will take the hit. The play calling on fourth and short, instead of running the ball, the traditional quarterback keeper, didn't happen, right? Instead, incomplete pass late in the game, fourth quarter, quarterback keeper would have traditionally been the run. And Pittsburgh's been so good on fourth and inches, fourth and one, but in this case they decided, let's get cute. Let's get cute. Uh, And that's on Tomlin, that's on Todd Haley. You had the, the decision by the Steelers coach to go onside kick before the two-minute warning. Now, what do these things tell us? The fourth down play, fourth and short, instead of running, you throw the ball. And on the onside kick with the two-minute warning, with timeouts, what does that tell us? It tells me that Mike Tomlin had zero confidence in his offensive line, controlling the line of scrimmage. Jacksonville was physically better at the point of attack throughout this particular game. They have better linemen. They won the trenches battle, and Mike Tomlin also had a lack of faith 
in his defense up front stopping Jacksonville's running game and assumed assumed that the option, the, the real only option for Pittsburgh to win the game was to go for the onside kick because if they kicked off, they wouldn't be able to stop Jacksonville anyway, so why not get possession of the ball back, keep possession of it, rather than depend on your defense because I don't trust my defense. Otherwise, otherwise he would have run the ball on fourth down and not tried the onside kick. It's the, the word is also desperation here. The word is absolute desperation. Now, now Tomlin uh, did address his decision-making. He said, I'm comfortable with what we call. But he gambled and he lost. He absolutely gambled and he lost on this. No confidence and a lack of faith. Uh, now, Ben Roethlisberger, who has been flirting with retirement, now I guess he's changed his mind again on that, uh, in fact, here's a Roethlisberger pointing out. Let's see if we believe him here. Roethlisberger talking about his future. Oh, I definitely have a desire to play football. I love this game. I love these guys. It's tough. It stings. You hate to lose it. You hate to lose it at home. I feel bad because I feel like I let the fans down, my teammates down. You know, the fans, we gave them so much to enjoy and cheer for this year. But to lose this at home, I know that a lot of them, not a lot, there'll be some that say, it's okay. you know, we had a great season. Thanks for the, for the ride. But... A lot of them are disappointed like we are. It wasn't enough. Yeah, it was not enough. Now, here's how I think this is going to go down. Uh, you heard what Roethlisberger said. He loves playing football and all that. He didn't say, hey, I'm coming back and all that. I have a feeling that uh, somewhere along the way, he'll be like, well, I want to go take – I want to take inventory of my year, see how my body feels. And he, he's a drama queen. That's how Roethlisberger's been. So he'll – at some point here in the offseason, you'll hear a story that Roethlisberger's having second thoughts about whether he wants to come back, and he's not sure that he wants to play again. And You'll hear that. That, that will happen. The great soothsayer that I am, distant relative of Nostradamus. But the last thing, so I went through all of this. Right? We, I walked you through this whole thing. So why am I only giving Mike Tomlin a 5% chance of getting his walking papers? It is how the Steelers operate. This was another NFL city. If this was the Bears or the Rams or the Dolphins or the Browns, Tomlin would be done. He would be updating his LinkedIn page, trying to find a new job somewhere, maybe to take that Arizona job before it it was filled. But that's not how they operate. Pittsburgh has had three coaches since 1969. The number comes up every year they put it out. Richard Nixon was the president. Uh, I believe when when Chuck Knoll took over, and he was there till 1991, and Bill Cowher, and then Mike Tomlin's been there the last 11 years. It's not how they do business. Now, now that does not mean that there will not be some alteration. There will there will definitely be some changes, and if you look around at Todd Haley, you see you start snooping around Haley, and some of the other coaches on the staff, you say, well, someone's going to lose their job. Someone's going to be the fall guy here uh, that, uh, that they're going to get rid of some people. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Third degree time right about now. Here we go. Let's do it. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the mayor, Mike Mayer. In for the coup de loop here. The mayor man will give us the inside skinny. 
What's happening, Ben? Ready to roll in a, a new week here. And I know. Look at this. A new week. Here we are yeah. celebrating the life of Dr. Martin Luther King by working. Yes, yes absolutely. absolutely. That's what we're doing. All right. So we've been talking a lot of NFL. So the AFC and NFC Championship games are now set. But 28 teams are already starting their offseason plans, Big Ben. So yeah. one team that had high hopes before the season was uh, – Justin Cooper's Denver Broncos. Is there a rule that whoever's in here has to talk about the Broncos? Eh, Is there eh, like Bronco Laker talk every single day? He didn't, here. It's very he annoying. Didn't, he didn't influence the script. Let's just put it that oh, way. Okay. So, so right. the Broncos script. I didn't know the script. <laughs> yeah. I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, I had yes. no idea. Yeah, they they tell me what to do. Uh, All but right. the, the Broncos finished five and eleven after starting the season two and zero, and a lot of their struggles had to do with their poor quarterback play. So it's yeah. clear their priority this offseason is going after a quarterback, and some think that Kirk Cousins is going to be the target of the team. But there was an interesting report this weekend from former NFL GM Phil Savage saying that the Broncos requested to have Heisman Trophy winner Baker Mayfield on their Senior Bowl roster. They're going to be coaching the teams. So Big Ben, the Broncos on the fifth pick in the NFL draft. Should they consider taking Baker Mayfield in this draft rather than signing Kirk Cousins? Ah, You said a lot. Uh, I I, – I will say no, absolutely not. My advice, and I am a senior advisor to all NFL teams. I'm a consultant to 32 NFL franchises here late at night. My advice is, A, John Elway, has, he has been a total flop at drafting quarterbacks. It has been a hornet's nest of failures. The play for the Broncos is to deal, whether it's Alex Smith or sign Kirk Cousins, bring in an established Mid-level quarterback to a good quarterback. Denver lost its identity also last year on defense. They need to get back to that clearly, and you you don't go in with an unproven quarterback. And B, Baker Mayfield, he's going to be great for business on this show, uh, at least for a little bit. But I have him on my big board going to Buffalo. And I, I will continue to say this, through the NFL draft, I want to see Baker Mayfield in the Bills uniform. Uh, I want to see him playing beer pong in the parking lot and doing kamikaze table dives with the Bills Mafia before games. I think that would be wonderful. That's where he needs to end up. They need a new quarterback in Buffalo. Baker Mayfield of the Bills. Let the Broncos get one of these veteran quarterbacks. Next! All right. uh, An interesting NBA rumor, Big Ben, broke over the weekend as your Los Angeles Clippers reportedly tried to swing a blockbuster deal. Basketball insiders reported that your Clippers offered Blake Griffin to the Minnesota Timberwolves for Carl Anthony Towns. So the trade proposal obviously didn't advance past the exploratory call. Minnesota obviously declined it. So, But this is interesting yes. because Blake Griffin signed a five-year deal in the offseason worth over $170 million. Similar to my contract? Yes, yes exactly. Uh, similar, right. Very similar to those numbers. Yeah. So you're, like I alluded to, Ben, you're the resident Clipper man around here at Fox Sports Radio. So I've got to ask yeah. you. Yes. Did the Clippers make a big mistake signing Griffin to a massive deal? No, not not at all. Uh, the Clippers, by the way, back to 500 after that nine-game losing streak early in the year. They are a playoff contender this year without uh, any of their key players uh, being healthy. But uh, this this story here has been greatly embellished and exaggerated. Number one, the, the Clippers were merely doing some due diligence when they when they were asking about these different NBA players, in this case, Carl Anthony Towns. It is Jerry West's job and the other people in the front office that are faceless, nameless people to do this kind of thing. This kind of nonsense you see on the Internet, you see this stuff on social media all the time and occasionally here on, on Sports Talk Radio. I am absolutely sure that the Clippers not only called the Timberwolves about Carl Anthony Towns, 
I would think they called the Rockets to see if they wanted to flip James Harden for for Blake Griffin. I'm sure that phone call made uh, was made. How about call Golden State up and said, you know, Steph Curry's been there. You won your championships. Why not send him on and start fresh with Blake Griffin? I mean, these kind of things happen all the time. It does not hurt to ask. I, I, I don't see what the big deal is. And number two, the Clippers have battled back, as I said. They're in the playoff race in the West. My advice here would be ride, ride Sweet Lou, Sweet Lou Williams, the new star, breakout star in the NBA here, and uh, and also avoid adding more Mr. Softies in the future. The Clippers have too many of these European guys that just miss every other game. The NBA players in general are soft these days, but the guys they've picked up are particularly soft. It's very annoying. Uh, next. All right, last one here, Big Ben. Uh, it's not been a good week for Georgia sports. I mean, it was not good for New Orleans sports, obviously, with what the sa- happened to the Saints. But a week ago in the national championship game, the Georgia Bulldogs blew a 13-point lead and lost on the final play to Alabama. This was followed on Saturday by the Atlanta Falcons losing a seemingly winnable game against the Philadelphia Eagles just one year after blowing a huge lead in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So the Hawks are one of the worst teams in the NBA, and the Braves aren't much better. So Big Ben... Should Atlanta now be considered a cursed sports city? No. The thing about this, and I saw some of this stuff. We had, in fact, our, our guy, the Redbeard, last week who called a couple times. Georgia sports fans are suffering from apophenia. Do you know what the term apophenia means? you know what that term is? you understand what that term is? I'll explain it. First of all, apophenia is the tendency of human beings to perceive a meaningful pattern between unrelated or random things. Much like Eddie Garcia, who suffers from this all the time, who thinks because the Steelers talk trash, they then lost to uh, Jacksonville because merely they were talking about the Patriots. The term is apophenia. Same thing applies here for these people who think the teams in Atlanta and in Georgia are cursed. The Falcons choking, which it has no connection to Georgia blowing a lead in the national championship game uh, just because they happen to be from the same region of the country. And secondly, Atlanta has a uh, it, it has a, a very popular city in the South. I guess it's the hub of the South, if you will. Right? Players love to play there. Geographically, uh, they have an advantage in getting good players, and they'll, they'll be fine. Uh, you know, Now, if they want to hire the Kickapoo Medicine Company to, to get rid of some kind of perceived jinx, that's fine. But uh, but no, I uh, the, again apophenia. That's the term. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. Oh my God! Look at the time. How, how did we do? You barely passed, Ben. That's a winner. Good job by you, Mayor. You'll be back again. Solid job uh, scoring there. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Well, this is gonna be the soundbite of the week. This is going to be the soundbite of the week. What is this? Your pronoun. Uh, we take you now to Jacksonville. They had a pep rally. The Jags coming back from you know, like conquering heroes. They uh, they come back from their win in Pittsburgh. They've already had the rally. They're back home and they had a party already, huh? Yeah, they had a big party. That means they're going to lose, I guess, by your uh, standards there. But they had a big celebration. That's, uh, the local team does well. They wanted to actually celebrate in London, but the flight was too long, so they went back to Jacksonville, their other home. And uh, they had a big rally there at Everbank Field. It looked like there was a good amount of people that showed up at the last minute. The, the people were in the stadium there. The players came out when they got back off the team bus there. And they, the mascot for the Jags was there. And whoa, it was just wonderful. And then Jalen Ramsey took the mic at Everbank Field. And this soundbite is what's going to be played all week long. I ain't got too much to say. But y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. 
we going to the Super Bowl, and we going to win that bitch. <laughs> we going to win that bitch. <laughs> You're talking about a female dog? Yes. The Super Bowl is now that? a female dog. The Super Bowl has become a female doggy. Let's play that. This is Jalen Ramsey of your Jacksonville Jags. Here we go. I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We going to the Super Bowl, and we going to win that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> say it again. We going to win that bitch. Yeah. Double down. Uh, you think there might have been some booze served on the flight back from Pittsburgh, potentially? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's, that's just Jalen Ramsey. See, this guy was almost drafted by the Cowboys. Remember when he came out, Eddie, a couple years ago, there was a rumor that, that Jerry Jones wanted to bring. If The trash talk skills of Jalen Ramsey are being wasted in Jacksonville. If this guy was on a high-profile team. Oh, my God, the commentary that we'd get off Jalen Ramsey, he's kind of hiding there in Jacksonville. But uh, they're, hey, they're a win away from the Super Bowl, from that bitch in the, uh, in the Super Bowl. Very excited. That'll be the soundbite that gets played over and over and over. Again. I hope so. That's a good soundbite. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I want to play it again. Play it again. Here's Jalen Ramsey. Too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We going to the Super Bowl and we gonna win that bitch. We gonna win that bitch. <laughs> I love that he repeats. Yeah. <laughs> but he didn't have much to say, though, Ben. Didn't have much to say. Uh, Just going to win the Super Bowl yeah. you know, and a couple bitches there. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's, he's, of course he's going to say. What are you supposed to say? They want to win the Super Bowl. I would. I think that anyone left would want to win the damn Super Bowl. Wouldn't we didn't that say be we the... want to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna win well, the Super Well, this works Bowl. out well for you because Jacksonville's not going to win the Super Bowl. And then you, Eddie, can say, well, it's because he said they're going to you know, win that bitch. That, that's yeah, why a, Jacksonville a, lost because they talk a, trash. It's a stupid comparison. No, but that's that's what you're you're gonna do. You say, well, Bill Belichick's gonna use that right before the game. Here's what Jalen Ramsey had to say, right? Remember those old NFL films videos from the early days of the Patriots run before the Super Bowl, and Belichick would go over quotes of other players or or uh, the the parade plans of the other team before the Super Bowl, and he'd talk about how they had this parade plan, and they were gonna go down this street, down that street, all the all the uh, the, the mental gymnastics that these guys use. But do I think that that soundbite by Jalen Ramsey is going to have anything to do with the outcome of any of these games? No. But I'd like to hear it. Play it again. I want to hear it again. I ain't got too much to say, but y'all make sure y'all bring that same energy out here next week and the week after. We going to the Super Bowl, and we going to win that bitch. <laughs> we going to win that bitch. <laughs> what, what's that part at the very, very end there? You know I think. That? Did he say Super Bowl? Did he yell that at the end? Can we just hear the end part, Nick? I don't need to hear the whole thing again. That's it. Duval! Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. What, what was that? There. Does anyone know? That could have been sight to bite. We don't know the answer though. <laughs> right? I don't know. I play it again. Can I hear it? I want to hear it. One. I ain't got too much. We going to the Super Bowl, and we gonna win that yeah. bitch. All right. Yeah. We gonna win that bitch. Oh, two more, two more, right? Is it two more? Is that what he's saying? I do. What do I do? I win a golden ticket. I, I don't know what he said. I win a golden ticket. No, Eddie. He said two more. He was yelling two more. This is Jalen Ramsey of Jacksonville. Play it again. Play it again. 
Doomore. Yeah, too. No, sounded, I don't think he's saying. No, no, he sounded like Doomore, but he, I think it was two more. I'm going with two more. It sound he mispronounced the two with the D. He put a D instead of the T. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's get to the real Insta advice line. And who needs our advice? Here we go. Let's do it. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. All right, let's go. Who needs our advice? Now, we, we thought long and hard about this, which means we spent about three minutes on it. Uh, and we really, uh, originally my plan when I came into the studio, I thought, well, let's give advice to Marcus Williams. Let's give advice to the Saints safety who cost his team a trip to the NFC it Championship It would seem to be game. the obvious choice. But, Eddie, the more I thought about it, I'm looking at your Pittsburgh Steelers no, here. No, it's a bad job by you. No, 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 no. It is I'm clearly. No, 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 no. Listen to me. Uh, do whatever you want. It's, ma- it's a bad me- choice. No, it's not a bad choice. Let me explain. Mike Tomlin started his playoff career with the Steelers 5-2. and two. He got to the Super Bowl and won it. He got to the Super Bowl again and lost it. His last eight playoff games since 2011, Mike Tomlin is 3-5 and five in the postseason. His overall playoff record you now could, you could is talk all day. It's not the right choice. His overall playoff record is eight and seven in the postseason. So, like the Williams thing, there's really no defense for what he did. People are trying to defend him, but he cost his team a trip. He to the Super needs Bowl. advice. He's taking this no, the to advice his is, grave. The, the advice he is to advice. make Mike Tomlin needs advice. He's he's doing a terrible job coaching the Steelers. Yeah, but he's still going to be coaching the Steelers. This guy is, may have ruined All his right, career. Hold, let me let me uh, take a let me take the temperature of the room here. Now, Mayor, you're the producer here, and I got to tell you, you're, you're doing a great. There's a couple of pieces of cake in the back. Steve Harvey's show was in here earlier, and they left some cake. If Coop was here, those would have been gone. Long time ago. They're still here. So you're not eating all the food. Uh, but uh, here's the deal. Uh, you want? Should we do – I'm going Tomlin and you uh, – Coop, uh, uh, Coop. Eddie says Marcus Williams. So we can go either way on it. I mean, they're both, both fine choices. I, I'm fine with either one. Yeah. Uh, Make I, a decision. I am going to go yeah. – I'm going to go Tomlin. I'm going to go Tomlin. Oh, I see that. Eddie's a vote for Tomlin. All right. What about uh, what about you, Nick? Yeah. Yeah. Wake up, Nick. Uh, I'm awake. I, I got to go, Marcus Williams. <laughs> oh, this is, now, we're, now we're now we're tied at two. Change your mind, Mayor. Do the right thing. Now we're tied at two. Now we can't go on with the show. We're just going to sit here in a holding pattern. That's what we're going to do. You know what we could do for the first time, Lord, Mayor. For the, no, no, Eddie, for the his first mouth time is ever. Up to the microphone. Eddie, Eddie, we, we, we've got to, go we've got to, we've got to hold the integrity. Well, for, we got to have the bit, man. So let's, well, go, let's the, go, Marcus. Let's get advice. No, no, no. For the, how about we do both? How about that? We can do either okay. one. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Compromise. Meet in the middle. There you go. Unprecedented. They both need advice. All right. Advice to Marcus Williams, the Saints' safety, who cost his team a trip to the NFC Championship game. Against the Vikings and Mike Tomlin, who's three and five, his last eleven. You can either one, either one. All right, well, you're live on the air when you hear my voice. Let's go to you on line one. Go. Uh, maybe they call a high Can't hear you. Your voice, your phone sucks. Uh, line two, go. Your advice here, either Marcus Williams or Mike Tomlin. Line number two. Check in with Tom Looney. No, we don't. You know, well, that phone was. That phone worked. Woo. Yeah. Uh, line three, you're on the air. We're giving. Oh, a, nothing. Advice to either Mike Tomlin or 
Marcus Williams, line number three. John, 21-1. Oh, oh, 21-1? My favorite in Cleveland was John O. 16. That was my favorite one in Cleveland. Line four, hello. All right, line four is not there. We're giving advice to Marcus Williams of the Saints and Mike Tomlin of the Steelers. Either one or both, if you want. 877-99 on Fox. Line five. That's you, line five. You're on the air. Go. That's man, the original. It's great. Old Yiddish guy. Line six, hello. Tom was not going anywhere. Assistants are going to start. Okay, thank you. All right, uh, line one, go. Your advice here. We've got to go as many calls as we can. Uh, you're on the instant advice line for Mike Tomlin and also Marcus Williams of the Saints. Big Ben, it's El Nino, and I got the twofer for you. Marcus Williams, hey, buddy, at least next time you won't have to pay cover on the next love boat. And uh, Tomlin, why don't you get a towel and wipe some of that man milk off your beard? Wow. Ah, that's harsh. Uh, Line line two. Hello, line two. Advice to Mike Tomlin or Marcus Williams. I think Marcus Williams should just go back to New Orleans and do that voodoo that you do so well. Oh, I do. The voodoo boogaloo in the bayou. Line uh, three. Hello, line three. Hello, Ben. My advice is uh, less monologue and more win that bitch. Yeah, uh, we'll just play that over. My goal is to play that as many times as I can through the rest of the show. That's my goal. Uh, line four, you're on the air. We're giving advice to either Mike Tomlin of the Steelers, who's now three and five his last eight playoff games, or Marcus Williams of the Saints. Matthew four twelve. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. Thank you, Jesus. The, the Bible guy's working overtime. Let's see. Uh, line. Uh, he must have two phones. Line five, go. They both suck at a time you can't suck. That's a good point. That is accurate, though. We sucked at a time we should not have sucked. Line six, hello. Who that? Screw that. <laughs> yeah. You get that, Eddie? That's the new cheer in knowledge. Yeah. Who dat? Screw that. Uh, line one, hello. Never heard of either one of them. Yeah, all right, there you go. Never heard of them. Line two, hello. Gargle with some apple cider vinegar and milk some pot. <laughs> you sound like, wow. No, you need the garlic. I gave out the garlic advice on Twitter. It was very popular, Eddie. It went viral. Over the weekend, a listener in San Antonio, is he's fighting an illness, and I recommended the herbal remedy, the Maller remedy, and it works, right? Nick, you, you have you done it before, Nick? I have. See I that? Have. There's a testimonial from producer Nick. It works. Our engineer, Nick. All right, line, uh, line three. Is that you, line three? Go. I'm going to Disneyland. Yeah, there you go. Plenty of time to do that. Line four, hello. Line four. Pittsburgh should hire my. No, I don't mean, want him. Uh, line, I know who that is. Line five, go. Newbie night. Oh, yeah, we got to do newbie night. Is that next week we're doing? I think it's next week's newbie night. That's on my schedule for next week. Line six, hello. Clay Travis is a bitch. All right, how dare you. Uh, line uh, line one, hello. Marcus Mariota is the best quarterback ever. Yeah, oh, is that Danny in Nashville that called up? I right, will do one more and only one more. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I will blame the producer, the mayor man, who's going to pick Mike Mayer. Pick a line. Let's go line number four. Line number four, the final call on the instant advice line. I'm hearing myself back. That's a bad sign for either Mike Tomlin or Marcus Williams. Go. I don't know why I even call this show anymore. Go Patriots. There it is. I don't even know why. I'm 
Call it guy. There it is. The instant advice line. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in, so you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 